All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. To the start of season two of Daily Faceoff Live, Tyler Yaremchuk and Mike McKenna with you to kick off the new season. Mike, with a brand new look, everything looks different. We got a new name. We are. Right. We're rebranded. We're ready to go. We're live. It's a little bit different, but it's the same. Yes, it's uh, it's going to be a great year. Excited to kick off 30 minutes of nonstop hockey talk with you. We're going to have Frank Saravalli joining the show in just a little bit with some icebreakers. He's got some names that have been in the rumor mill and a few other things he's got nuggets of information on. But first... Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock. It's Central Division Preview Day here on Daily Faceoff Live. But to kick things off, we're going to start about the reigning Stanley Cup champion, the Colorado Avalanche. It was a busy summer for the Cup champs. Lots of different pieces of that roster going out. A lot of new pieces coming in. The goaltending duo is different now with Alexander Gorgiev between the pipes. Nazem Kadri is out. Valeri Nachushkin has a new deal. A lot of big storylines for them heading into their Cup defending season. The question for you, Mike, are the Avs better this year than they were last year? Well, I think the Avs are worse. And the thing is, though, I don't think they're worse enough to consider them a problem for potentially getting to the playoffs or even defending their Stanley Cup. But you look at them on paper right now, and I think they're really going to miss Nazem Kadri down the middle. He was a huge part of that team all of last season, especially in playoffs. Um, But I think it was a Big summer for the Avalanche in retaining Arturi Lekkonen, Josh Manson, Val Nachushkin, as you mentioned, Tyler. Those are big pieces for that club. And even picking up Evan Rodriguez at $2 million, I think was a good deal. But 
I really believe that the Avalanche downgraded in goal. They went from Darcy Kemper, who had a better regular season than most people realized. His advanced metrics were very good. He battled through an eye injury all playoffs to capture that Stanley Cup, uh, along in tandem with Fabio Francois. They brought in Alexander Georgiev, who were the last five seasons with the Rangers. His numbers have gotten progressively worse. And when I watch him, I don't see a confident goaltender. I didn't see it last year. I haven't seen it in preseason either. Georgiev has allowed seven goals and 31 shots for the Avalanche so far. The advanced metrics last year for Georgiev between him and Igor Shishchurkin, huge delta, huge gap between them. He wants to be a number one goaltender, but Georgiev hasn't proven that he can be in the league yet. I think Pavel Francouz is going to need to step up for the Colorado Avalanche, and I think that club's going to miss Kadri an awful lot. Yeah, I think they're going to miss Nazem Kadri a ton, a guy who just gave them that that little element of secondary scoring. Even missing Andre Burakovsky now is going to be big. And, and I'll, I'm with you in the fact I don't think they're as good. Like, they put up 119 points last season. I don't think this is a team that breaks the 119 point mark again this year. I think I have them more in that 112, 113 range because they're just a hair worse. And also, I mean, like a career year from a guy like Valeri Natushkin. Is Valeri Natushkin going to score 25 goals in 62 games again? Kadri mm -hmm. there without being able to sort of split up the offense the way they did? I'm not entirely sold on it. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, the Avalanche, they still got McKinnon, still got McCarr, Landeskog, Randon. All the big guns are still there for the Colorado Avalanche. It's just that depth that might be a bit of a question mark elsewhere in the central division mike uh, this is a division that had five teams make the postseason last year minnesota st louis dallas and nashville are there any of these teams when you look at them that you're kind of going oh they could find themselves on the outside looking in this year i'm worried about nashville and the reason being isn't because there's been a big overhaul to that roster it's more so because you've got players like Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi all had career years last season. I mean, they were unbelievable. Duchesne and Phil Forsberg both posted 40-plus goals. Yossi led all NHL defensemen with 96 points. So can you really expect those players to replicate that? Like, even a very good year from two, or th two out of the three of those players – I'm not sure if it gets Nashville in the playoffs because they were this close to missing out last season. I like that they brought in Ryan McDonough from the Tampa Bay Lightning. He'll help on D, but I still think the D core is a little bit thin and it's aging Tyler. They have 4D over the age of 32. And then you look at goal. UC Saros is a horse. He can play like crazy, but what happens if he's not there like we saw in playoffs? There's big question marks. Kevin Lankinen comes in from the Chicago Blackhawks. He struggled last year. Is he going to get better goaltending than David Riddick like I think that that's a real concern if you're the if you're the Predators you don't know what you have in a secondary role in really all three positions whether it's forward defense and goal to me Tyler there's just not enough depth it's going to come down to the big guns again for the Nashville Predators can Duchesne Forsberg Yossi even Johansson can they replicate what they did last year if they can Nashville has a chance but I'm worried about this club I think they're going to be on the outside looking in I think it's fair to be worried. I mean, similar to what we talked about with Nachushkin in Colorado, when guys like Duchesne and Johansson have the years that they did, but seemingly out of nowhere, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you had a decent offseason, McDonough, Niederreiter, that's all good, but are the guys who came through for you last year going to be able to do that, have that level of production again? I'm not sold. Team, I want to get your thought on quickly, though, Mike, is the Dallas Stars. Uh, they make mm -hmm. the coaching chain. Uh, Pete DeBoer is behind the bench now. They got some old some old guys that are on big deals that maybe aren't aging that great. And Jason Robertson still isn't signed. That's the big concern for me. But what do you make of the stars this year? 
I have them as my big surprise in the league. I mean, they got to get Robertson sewn up, but they got Jake Ottinger in goal, who's a rising star in the league. And Pete DeBoer's record speaks for itself in his first year with franchises. What he did with the Devils, what he did with the Sharks, what he did with the Golden Knights. When he came in that first year, he's produced great teams. And I think Dallas needed that bump. They needed something new. I have them pegged, finishing second in the Central, Tyler. They're my sleeper pick for this season. If I had one of those cool air horns for the hot take, I'd be hitting that right now. Uh, let's, let's flip. <laughs> <it on. laughs> That's it. <laughs> there were three teams that missed last year. And I mean, the conversation could be, you know, which one of them could sneak in, but no one has any hope for Arizona. Chicago's not going to be good. They had 68 points last year. I'd be stunned if they get to 68 again. So this is more or less a conversation of, can the Winnipeg Jets find a way to get into the postseason? It was a drama-filled year. They have a new coach, though, in Rick Bonus. 89 points. You basically have to improve by five wins if you want to get into the postseason. And the surprising part for me, after a year with so much drama, coaching change aside, they didn't change this roster all that much. Like, when we kept track of Frank Cervalli and his trade targets list, okay, Shifley was on there at one point last year. Wheeler was on there at one point last year. And now they're both coming back. I just, I worry that there's a little bit too much noise around this Jets team. And, you know, maybe Connor Hellebuck goes off on a Vezina season again and carries them to the playoffs. But that's really the only way I can see the Winnipeg Jets getting in, Mike. I just don't see the Jets taking big strides right now. You know, they finished fifth in the Central last year. I think that's really going to finish again this year. I think they'll be okay at times. They have enough power to be strong like that. But, like, who's going to really do it for this club? Okay. I love Kyle Connor. He had a banner year, 93 points, but that's 20 more than he'd ever put up in an NHL season. Can he replicate it? 47 goals. I actually think Kyle Connor can. I think he can hit 50 goals, but they're going to miss Andrew Kopp. They're going to miss Paul Stastny. You know, these depth players, second, third line that could move in and out of different positions, power play. Who's going to take those spots on the club? You know, I, I think when you look at the Jets, Nikolai Ehlers, Iggy is who he is. Like, kind of keep waiting for him to take another stride. No, he's going to score 25 goals. And he's going to have about as many assists. So I've got two keys for the Jets. One of them, Cole Perfetti. Okay, 10th overall pick in 2020. Played 18 games, had a cameo last year, but he's had a strong preseason. He's played with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler. Uh, had two goals the other night. Can he take one of those top six spots and really retain it? I think that's a stretch right now. And the other half is... They have to be good right away this season. Wheeler, Shifley, they need a hot start in October or else I think that this team is going to be middling all season. Connor Hellebuck has to do his thing. He played too much last year. That's not going to change this year with David Riddick behind him. So a lot on Hellebuck's shoulders and I think a lot on Rick Bonus's shoulders as a new head coach. And it'll be fascinating to see again if they're under 500 come January 1. What are the trade conversations like? Is the drama that we saw around this team last year? And I mean, even leading into this year with Blake Wheeler being stripped of the captaincy, is that something that's going to linger? And could we see more trade conversations? Is that what we're going to be talking about surrounding the Winnipeg Jets come the start of 2023? It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Mike, to wrap up our first four topics of today's show, a very, a, an interesting piece of news uh, overseas, Yamir Yager. We're about new hockey season. And to think that it may be one without Yarmir Yager on the ice is pretty surprising. The guy has been around playing professional hockey for quite literally my entire life. I mean, he predates it by several years. Um, but you're a guy who spent some time around Yager, an absolute legend of the game. And I mean, if, if this is the end of the playing career, I don't think it, no one would certainly be saying he's, he's leaving too soon. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's for sure. I mean, I, I think we all just assume like kind of like Zidane Ochara that Yager would just play forever. Uh, he's made it to 50 years old. And I'll tell you what, I've got a friend on the team over there who, who says, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what Yags is going to do. He hasn't been quite as involved this year, especially on the ice. He's got a team to run. You know, he, he owns that team over in the Czech Republic. But um, fun story about Yager. I was on the ice with him when he moved into second place all time in the NHL scoring list. Uh, with his 1,888th points when he passed Mark Messier. And that was back in December 2016. And I was backing up Roberto Luongo that night. And it happened in the third period. It was an assist to, to Sasha Barkov. They stopped the game, Tyler. Like, they stopped yeah. the game totally and had a presentation from Messier up on the video board. And, I mean, we probably had 7,000 people in the building on December 22nd, 2016. But, I mean, it was just a really cool moment to even be on the bench. I didn't dress many games with Florida. But of all of them, for me to have a jersey on, it was that night when Yager went into second place. An absolute legend. A guy who grew up watching that flowing mullet and the Coho Revolution stick and, you know, giving the salute to everybody. Like, he was larger than life on the ice, and it's really no surprise that he's played as long as he has. Just his dedication, man. If you'd seen him in the locker room, like in the weight room, he'd have a weight vest on. He'd have a weight on his stick. He'd be backing up into the trainer, like the goofiest training regiment I've ever seen, Tyler. But he had his ways, and they worked. And look at the results, man. A hockey lifer, an absolute legend. And how great is it that a legend of the game can, in a way, go out on his own terms, right? Like, he's got to go. He mm -hmm. went back to the Czech Republic. He's managing, owning that team, like you said. And he's kind of just getting to the point where he goes, you know what? I, I feel like I can step aside. It wasn't like an injury forced his career to end or something like that. Just a seemingly great guy who was an absolute giant of the game. So if it is the end for Yager on the ice, he will be surely missed. Um, around the sport and it's certainly a story we're keeping an eye on as we head into the 2022-23 hockey season speaking of storylines that are worth keeping an eye on frank saravalli's got a few in a new edition of icebreakers if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Very excited to welcome Frank Saravalli into the show for another edition of Icebreakers. No way we'd rather start season two of daily face off live and as always it's delivered by our friends over at doordash frank training camps are rolling on and lots of teams have big big roster decisions to make are there any around the league that stand out to you yeah there's one in particular i'm keeping a close eye on the pittsburgh penguins tyler and their blue line and that's because last week penguins general manager ron hextall sent a note to his 31 counterparts letting them know that P.O. Joseph is available via trade, and that's just part of their uh, their process that they're going through on their back end. When you consider the addition of someone like Jan Ruda and Jeff Petrie, all of a sudden numbers get really interesting in a hurry. And so when you get to this time of year, Tyler, the other part is when you send out a note like that, teams are also kind of calling your bluff. Okay, P.O. Joseph is available. Well, that must mean that you're in a numbers crunch, and eventually if he's the guy that you're singling out, well, then you may need to put him on waivers at some point. So why would we trade for a player that we could just pick up on waivers in a few days? So the Penguins have a decision to make. Are they going to be keeping P.O. Joseph? Or are they going to put Chad Ruedel on waivers, Mark Friedman? Those are the guys in that mix for that 6-7 or 7-8-9 spot in the Penguins organization. And so uh, P.O. Joseph, just one name to keep an eye on that has been out there in trade talks over the last week. So you're saying we might be seeing the classic smokescreen to a certain extent. Love it. So, I mean, cap space is obviously it's such a premium here, Frank, and we haven't seen much movement in the salary cap with uh, coming out of COVID and everything. And teams have contracts that maybe are eating up cap space that they'd like to move on from. Is there a team out there that you think is trying to move one of those contracts and who might that player be? Yeah, Mike, it's not exactly one that's eating up cap space, but when you consider the ramifications that come with having your team operate in LTIR. The Vancouver Canucks have, in recent days and weeks, been efforting to move the contract of Michael Furlan. Now, he's in the final year of his deal. We know that he's not coming back to play. Uh, his cap hit is $3.5 million and his real cash owed to him this season is two point seven five. So they've been in touch with some other teams that either have had injuries in training camp to this point or are already operating in LTIR and might be able to use a little bit of a boost. The thing with Furlan's contract, though, that I think has gotten in the way of some of this is that because Furlan is out with injury, it's not insured. So whoever's picking up that deal would be paying the full $2.75 million in real cash. The Canucks are obviously trying to get rid of it because they don't want to pay that and they don't want to operate in LTIR. So they're probably going to have to pay a little bit to move it. Um, but we'll see how that unfolds. Maybe there's a team out there that says, you know what, this is a situation that might benefit us a bit to be operating in LTIR if we are starting the season with some short-term injuries that may not last the whole year, that would give us a little bit of a cushion. So just uh, something to keep an eye on as well, Michael Furland's contract. We've seen some other teams uh, this summer, the Montreal Canadiens, of course, traded Shea Weber's contract. So there are teams out there that have been trying to do it. 
Frank, two names that we heard a lot about leading through the draft, free agency, and basically all summer, Jacob Chikrin and Yessa Pugliarvi. As the start of the regular season, season draws closer, what are you hearing about those two trade targets? Well, they're definitely still out there and available, and, and those teams remain active in discussions. I don't know that anything's quite front burner yet at this moment on either one of them. The two teams that stand out for me in the Jacob Chikrin saga as it's continued on this long, uh, as he reiterated again during training camp, guys, that he would like to move on, are the uh, Ottawa Senators and the Los Angeles Kings. The Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs have been mentioned recently as teams that may be interested in Jacob Chikrin, and I think that was a conversation that maybe happened a long time ago. Not Certainly not anything recent. I don't get the sense that the Oilers or the Leafs are, are have their radar or sights set on adding someone like Jacob Chikrin, and it's gone on so long at this point. You know, something has to change. Either the ask has to change from the Coyotes or someone's willing to step up and pay it. If someone was to be that team to really pay the price to get Chikrin, my money would be on the Ottawa Senators. I think they've been most excited about what he brings, and you can see the change that he might bring to their blue line as well, uh, just adding some significant depth there for a team that already took huge strides off the ice this summer and certainly looks way better on paper. And yes, Yarvi, you know, there really hasn't been much of a market there. I don't think it's any secret at this point that the Oilers attempted to move on from him this summer. They changed their ask as well. They were first looking for a player back. Then they were looking for a pick back. And I think that sort of slid to this point. And with Pugliarvi on a one-year deal at $3 bucks, I don't know that teams are out there looking at it saying, hey, we're going to get a lot of value out of this player for $3 million. Maybe on his previous contract, it might have been different. And I think at this point, there hasn't been enough of a market to develop to make the Oilers want to pull the trigger. But they've got some significant decisions to make on their own roster front as we get close to setting the rosters next Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. The Oilers are probably going to have to put a player or two on waivers in order to be cap compliant. And you need everyone pulling your weight, including Pugliarvi, at $3 bucks. Maybe some talk about Pugliarvi later today on Oilers Nation Every Day, my new live show. And there is my shameless plug for uh, my show starting in a couple of hours. Frank, thanks so much for joining us for a new edition of Icebreakers. As always, delivered by our friends at DoorDash with the promo code GAMEDAY25. Gets you 25% off, no delivery fees on your first order. Chat later in the week, Frank. Another season of Daily Faceoff Live means another season of taking in your questions in hashtag AskDFO, our daily inbox segment. The Seattle Kraken debuted their new mascot the other day, Bowie. It's a troll. And quite honestly, I'm terrified of it. Uh, but our inbox question today, one word to describe the Seattle Kraken's new mascot. I don't even like watching this, but Mike, what, what's your one word to describe this? Grow up, Tyler. It's just a troll. It's adorable. You know why I say that? Because I have kids, man. I have six and nine-year-old daughters. They looked at this and laughed. They thought it was the cutest thing. And I tell you what, he's got swag too. Like Bowie's got that sick earring with an anchor. And like, he, I mean, he kind of has a lot of ear hair and pretty bushy yeah. eyebrows, kind of like our own Matt Larkin here at Daily Faceoff. But like, I think it's just super cute, man, and adorable. And like, kids are going to love it. And mascots are for kids. And like when I played in Springfield, Massachusetts, the first time for the Falcons in the American Hockey League, we had this mascot that used to terrify children. Like I showed up at kindergarten to do a reading event 
and I can't even remember this guy's name. Maybe it was Screech or something. This bugger scared the kids to death. We had kids like crying. And like you look at the eyes and they're just like intense. And that's not Bowie. Bowie's nice and happy and like trolls the movie and sunshine and rainbow. And like, I just, I think it's cool, man. I, I, I get how you might be a little scared of it, Tyler, but you know what? Fright Fest is around the corner here. We got to all get a little bit, uh, we got to all be ready for these things when it comes to Halloween events, man. I like it. Yeah, fair enough. And I suppose we should always defer to the experts on this and the experts on mascots, of course, being children, because that's who mascots are for. So maybe I shouldn't be so scared. Maybe I just need to meet Bowie in person and, uh, Give, give it a real shot here before the season starts. Uh, let's keep moving along on today's show and get to our daily bets segment, courtesy of our friends over at PointsBet. And I want to start this. As we lead up to the season, I'm going to be given a different futures bet every day. And today I want to focus on the Hart Trophy, the big one, because I think the top spot on the board this year is actually still a really valuable play. And that's Connor McDick in at plus 225 that means if you were to wager a hundred dollars on this you would be profiting 225 dollars and honestly when you look back at last season mcdavid didn't win the heart trophy because austin matthews did something historic there was this big splash right matthews scores 60 the first guy in however many years to do it and that really is what fueled his heart trophy campaign and McDavid still had a remarkable season, still led the league in points. In fact, I think you can get him at like plus 125 to lead the league in points again this year, which isn't a bad bet. But I think this season, you know, or last season, there may have been a little bit of voter fatigue around Connor McDavid, plus Matthews scoring 60 goals. Well, this year, even if Matthews scores 60 again, the shine of that feat, it won't quite be as bright. Whereas for McDavid, if he can have a remarkable season and keep up the level of production he had in the playoffs, I think he will once again be recognized as what he truly is, and that's the most valuable player in the league. Connor McDavid is the runaway favorite. I don't think there's really anyone lower down on this board like a Huberto or a Barkov who has much of a shot at winning this thing. Maybe they have a shot to finish final three or something, but McDavid at plus 225, I think that's just a little bit juicy for me to pass up. So I'm going with Connor McDavid as my heart trophy pick, and I'm putting my money where my mouth is, taking it at plus 225 because that line's just a little too high. Mike, we have our daily coming up. Do you want to give us a teaser? Who's your heart trophy winner? Well, I went with a sleeper pick just because I like throwing chaos into the mix. And uh, I never root for injuries, but man, like I feel like some of the top guys have had a really good string of luck and being being healthy. So I thought, you know what, if there's one player out there, I think that really means a lot to his team, heads and shoulders above other players that could pull this off and had a huge year last year, it's Kirill Kaprizov. As long as Minnesota makes playoffs and they're strong, if Kaprizov has another mega year and takes another stride, I took him as my heart winner so i know it's a bit of a flyer pick it's out there mcdavid should run away with it but i figured what the hey man i'm gonna throw a little chaos in the mix and go with kaprizov kaprizov at 14 to 1 uh just as we did all of last year we will end our shows with a little garbage time mike i cede the floor to you what do you got i'm so happy preseason's over so i don't have to see players getting crushed with open ice hits anymore by players that haven't spent a lot of time in the National Hockey League. And, I mean, that probably sounds like a lot coming from me who didn't spend a lot of time there. But I just think that the respect level, especially in preseason games, it's not there, man. Like, we all saw Zegers get crushed by Jan Yannick in the middle, Yannick in, the, in open ice. There's no penalty on the play. But really, this is the big one for me. Look at Jacob Doty. Open ice hit here on VL. I mean, head down, head hunting. Doty has zero NHL games. And he ends up with a two-game suspension. 
Okay, the puck's gone. This is absolutely a hit that you don't want to make. I understand players trying to make a team out of camp or make a name for themselves, but you shouldn't be doing it at the expense of safety. Okay, I saw Bill Sweezy run over Jordan Cairo in St. Louis. Braden Shen has to come in and fight him right off the bat. Jacob Melanson in Seattle, zero NHL games, gets a two-game suspension for an open ice hit. Like, what are we doing, guys? Respect your fellow players. You can still play hard. You can still lay hits. But I just think that preseason's become just a, a – it's been brutal, man, like in terms of the hits that I've seen laid uh, and the lack of respect that's out there for one another. Again, I understand it. I've been trying to make NHL teams before in my life, but I think you got a way better chance out of playing hard, putting pucks in the net, and being hard to play against than you do putting somebody in the press box for half a season. Yeah, I think that's a great point as well. Like we see some teams around the league who are playing eight preseason games. And I just, I don't understand the need to, to put your team, even like your trainers and all that, through all that extra work for what I really do think amounts to just nothing for the most part. If I was in charge, it would be four preseason games for every team across the board. And if you feel like you need more game action for guys, have scrimmages. There's how many, 50, 55 guys at camp? Like just scrimmage more against each other and you don't need to go out on the road and play these preseason games. But I also understand there's a revenue aspect of it. So I would imagine our uh, our complaints will fall on deaf ears, Mike, because I don't think some teams want to miss out, even if it's just a little bit of money, on how much money they can make from the few ticket sales and concessions and things like that. Uh, but that is going to be a wrap on today's edition of the Daily Faceoff Show for Mike McKenna, Frank Saravalli, and our technical producer, Alex Edward. Is back. We'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.